found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Ken Miller Show here on 1700 KBGG. For the next two hours, Trent Condon and I will uh, talk the world of sports and uh, localize it as best we can uh, for you. Coming up on the program, uh, Scott Dockerman, Land at 10. He stops by at about 12.20. Vinny Iyer covers the NFL for the Sporting News. He checks in on the championship games at uh, 12.40. Blair Kirkhoff, excited to talk to Blair. Longtime Kansas City star columnist, a lot of Big 12 conversations. Conversation with Blair. We'll do some Royal stuff, maybe some Chief stuff as well, but really going to focus on the uh, on the Big 12 with Blair Kirkhoff. Uh, sad news in uh, K-State Manhattan today um, as Bill Snyder's grandson, um, Sean's son, apparently uh, passed away last night. Uh, accidental is what we're hearing right now. So uh, bad news in the football world in the Big 12, but Blair will be here. We're going to focus on college basketball with Blair. And then a 140, as we're going to do every couple of weeks throughout the off season in college football, there's always college football topics to opine upon. Uh, Keith Jackson's uh, passing being one of them. We never really touched on it earlier in the week, so Bama will chime in here uh, on uh, Keith Jackson and his remarkable career and a couple of other things that are percolating as well. Well, Trent, we watched uh, 80 minutes of awful basketball last night. 40 minutes uh, transpired in uh, Piscataway, New Jersey. The other 40 minutes played out in Fort Worth, Texas. I guess let's start with Iowa State because mm-hmm. Doc coming up and we'll get to the Iowa situation, which is just dismal in my opinion uh, at this point because I, I don't know how you fix this. I mean, and I'm not saying how you fix this this year, how you fix this going forward because essentially the entire roster uh, is back. But let, let's start with Iowa State who really struggled uh, defensively last night. I have never seen, and I don't think I'm alone, Steve Prohm explode in the fashion that he did in a timeout as he chewed his team's lack of intensity, specifically on the defensive end of the floor. I mean, he had spit coming out of his mouth. He was fired up and good for him. He had every reason to be. Yeah, the the team was struggling so much. It was just effort wasn't there. And though we've talked about that in the other big And we team, we'll get to that we will get to that. it was lacking again last night. That is something we haven't seen a whole lot from Iowa State. Mm-hmm. We've seen them just not be good enough. That was Kansas State. You know, we we've seen them struggle in different games, but but effort isn't something that's been at the forefront and there had to be a whole lot of gosh darns and G. Willikers in there as he was yeah. screaming. He, he's not a guy that's going to be sweared up a storm. Excellent point. Yeah. But uh, he was demonstrative. He he had a lot to say to his team. And listening to the post game press conference, it was the same thing. He was he was just disappointed in his team. And again, you know, as a parent, the old the old adage: "I'm not mad. I'm disappointed." Mm-hmm. And and that's almost how I took it. Now, of course, it made him upset, but disappointed the way they competed. They they just didn't compete like we assume Iowa State teams are going to compete on the hardwood. Yeah. And here's the other thing. This TCU team is pretty damn good, yes. although Jalen Fisher's lost in all likelihood for the year. Those are the kind of the whispers that are being floated out there with his right knee that he couldn't straighten and its meniscus. Look, TCU was way better than the record indicated, yes. right? They, they opened up with a win against Baylor. KU beat them by four 
Uh, Texas beat them by one. They lost Oklahoma by three or four points. So they were in all of these basketball games. They were way better than their record indicated. And they had a team show up last night that they wanted to flex their muscle and uh, a, a no-doubt-about-it win, and that's what they got was a no-doubt-about-it win last night. TCU was by far the better team on the floor last night. And the job Jamie Dixon has done, turning that program around this quickly. Great point. Uh, with some guys that were there, Kenrick Williams, Alex Robinson. Robinson had 17 assists Robinson last night. Robinson was terrific last night. 17 assists. Yeah. Every time I watch that team and they play at and that level. And last year in the NIT, remember his, he had a huge, yes. huge tournament last year. But just watching the talent on that team. You know, last year as they were making the run through the NIT, it was like when I saw him play Iowa State and kind of a rain why aren't they better? Yeah. Well, and, and then this year, as they got off to the one and four start, why aren't they better? Well, there's so many close losses. I mean, Jalen Fisher had a layup roll off the rim. Right. You know, it's, yeah. it's, they're they're a couple breaks away from being you know, now after the victory. What they they'd be five and one probably in the Big Twelve mm-hmm. and be ranked in the top five in the Set country. Two and four. And they're that good. Yeah, I agree. They're that talented. Brodziansky Trent is a pro, I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. he, there were so many easy baskets last night for for TCU. I think that's what had to really ignite Frome's Frome's fire. Uh, just the fact that it was just it was too like both games. We're gonna. It's, I'm gonna sound like a broken record. Both games. It yeah. was too easy for the opponent to get to the basket last night. They just had their way with them. Uh, no defensive play in the game. Now, look, there were some bright spots for Iowa State. Wigington's final 20 minutes, the first 20 stunk. Uh, Lard, I mean, <laughs> freshman of the year on this Iowa State team, what seemed like, and then Wigington is probably going to be yeah. that guy. But you know what? Closer than you think to steal a term from Lee Corso. Was it Corso that uses that? Yeah, I think it is, right? Close? Not so fast. Closer the- than you think. Um, I think Cameron Lard is really emerging. On both ends of the floor, and specifically on, I mean, he needs to, he's still got work to do defensively. Yeah. But on the offensive end of the floor, I think he's working his tail down off down there. Some huge offensive rebounds last night. I really like Cameron Lard. How does the future of him, Solomon Young, who's just a sophomore, and then Michael Jacobson, mm-hmm. who will be a junior yeah. next season, how do those three guys complement? Because there seems to be at times when Laird's really posting up hard and and young, though he likes to shoot three-pointers, probably still not in the repertoire quite yet. Right. How do those three meld? And I, and I wonder, Jacobson... I, yeah, I think Jacobson's calling card is going to be on the defensive end of the floor. He's really good. He's mm-hmm. a good shot blocker. Mm-hmm. And he was a good shooter in high school. I understand it's high school, but mm-hmm. the line's only a foot further back. Right. But if he develops more into the stretch four, that can play with both of those guys together... And then you get those guys basically being more center-like. Now, it's not it's not old school basketball where everyone's just one through five, and you kind of have. But but I think he will add a dimension to them going forward that those guys really can't. They're not real effective together yet, and, and that will build. And mm-hmm. two young guys, I think, also understanding kind of how to play together. I think that is building too. But but right now. They're, they're two pieces that don't fit exactly real well together when they're both on the floor. They're not deep, and they have to play a lot together mm-hmm. because they're certainly two of the top five, six, seven guys on the team. Yeah, you're right. I mean, of the of the guys that came off the bench, and he went 10 deep on the bench last night. Tally, uh, Tally Brace, uh, Beverly, Lewis, and Long all played. I, I thought Tally, that was his best game. I want to see more of him. In fact, Trent, it was the game was 
it, it was it was over. I watched Tally and didn't take my eyes off him on the screen while he was on the floor, probably for a good four or five minutes uh, at, at one point, just watching what he's doing on defense, what he's doing on offense. Like he didn't score a ton of points last night, mm-hmm. but um, I th- I thought he was effective, and I really think that Prome this might be because I'm not sold on Hans Brace yet. I'm just not. Yeah, there, there's been glimpses, but yeah, glimpses. But Tally might end up being the guy coming off that bench. That uh, I don't want to say he's a best six man, but it might be the best option coming off the bench. I I, I saw some spurts last night for the first time um, that made you think. You know what? This guy's got this guy's got some potential. I want to see more Terrence Lewis. I mean, it's we're probably not at that point yet, but when we get into the final five, six games, probably want to start to give him some more run, mm-hmm. right? Because there isn't a whole lot of depth in the backcourt. Nope. Yeah, even a guy like, you know, next year, Shayok is he's more of kind of a swing two three kind of player, you know, play small forward, play two guard forward. See, you. I think he's probably gonna play a lot more, maybe more three than some anticipate at this point. But but you need to build that. And uh-huh. I, I like the skill set. I think he has a chance to be a really good shooter. Just a little more run out of him. Jacoby Long, mm. I don't see it. Not sold. I I, I don't see it. I think I think it, it was a stretch. It's mm-hmm. probably not mm-hmm. a rotational top six. Beverly seven kind guy. of the same way for me. Yeah, yeah. And Beverly, you know, that's a fifth year guy. You, You're right. You take a shot, hope for the best, and see it works out. Same thing with Brace. But I'm talking, you know, looking forward. Lewis, I think, is a bigger part of the long-term plans than Long would be. It's probably going to be here getting next couple of weeks. Time to let's give him a little bit longer run. Let's did you like Tally's game? I did. I, I wasn't exactly sure. You know, you, you heard some of the things about him coming in from Old Dominion. Mm-hmm. He has two years of eligibility, correct? I'm not sure, Trent. I think he does. So he's another guy. But uh, that foot injury that held him out for mm-hmm. a long, long time, Pretty important piece. And, and if he does have another year after this, you, you couple that together. Listed as a junior. You got you got some building blocks yep. here. I, last night, it stunk. They played mm-hmm. terrible. Right. And after that Iowa performance and I was in a bad mood, <laughs> at least Iowa State going to play well against a good team. This no, is going to be fun. No. And then they stunk. No, and then I was so grumpy. Oh, it was, so did, it was you, did, you lose, did you fire both? Yes, yes. Went 0 for 2. 0 for 2. Yeah. Good night last night overall, though. Oh, did you? Played 22 games. That's crazy. How do you play 22 <laughs> I games? I have a problem. Yeah, no, no kidding. Uh, <laughs> so, so does uh, Fran McCaffrey, or so does Hawkeye fans. Yeah. And maybe Fran McCaffrey's a big part of it. Um, he's won two NCAA ga- uh, tournament games. Um, once every four years, he finds the win column. Um, Trent, it's year eight. I, look, this roster next year, how does it get better? I mean, there, there's, there's, at this point, I mean, is Connor McCaffrey really that good? He can run a team comfortably. Can he run a team? Can he in the, in the Big Ten in his what will be his first year? Full time? Full time? No, 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 right? No, no, he's not. He is not at this point in his career a, a thirty-two minute a game point guard. Because, no. because isn't it at least at this point? Isn't that what uh, Hawkeye fans are counting on? Kinda. I mean, they they. They don't have him, so he's the great unknown. Therefore, we know we have not getting it done. Mm-hmm. Maybe this guy's going to be the guy that um, that we can count on. I'm just not sure. They bring in a top 40 player, Joe Weisskin. Who can't play the point. Can't play the point, but he can help out. Mm-hmm. He can help out that backcourt. Macy Daly, can he? he's played point this year more and more. Mm-hmm. Continue to improve So you think an offseason he might be the guy that, along with McCaffrey? 
It, you, you have to find a place for Bohan, and he just shoots the balls too damn well. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And I still think he he can be a point guard for you, but not full-time. If you have, let's say, Bohan plays 30 minutes a game, and he's the point guard for half of that. So you got to find 25 more minutes of point guard play. You get 12 out of McCaffrey, 13 out of Macy Daly. I think you can cobble that together. You can cobble that together because this team is talented. And here's the other thing. People, why is this team so bad? How, we've asked, how have we missed so badly on this team? Well, it's because they don't have any upperclassmen. They they swung and missed on basically two full mm-hmm. recruiting classes, guys mm-hmm. that would be seniors and juniors right now. You go through, your senior class right now would be Trey Dickerson. Well, he's at Georgetown right now. Right. How's he doing, by the way? Do you know? He plays a little bit. Does he? Didn't didn't go real well last night against uh, Villanova for Georgetown. That was another one of my losses. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you had him, Brady Ellingson, yeah. and Dom Ewell. Right. That, that's your senior class. Mm-hmm. Then Ellingson, they try, he tried to play Ellingson last night, Trent. I mean, that's the way, that's the lost cause. All right, it just the lost cause. It doesn't work. You likewise lost cause. Your junior class, Ahmad Wagner's giving you a little something, mm-hmm. but he's not a top seven player mm-hmm. on a good Big Ten. Played team. three minutes last night. What else do you have? It's the junior class didn't hit. Nope. Senior class. Nope. Didn't hit. Nope. That's Nick, why they Nicholas are Bear. in this spot. Nicholas Blair was a walk-on. Mm-hmm. wasn't even a scholarship guy. Right. And he's been the lone bright spot out of two recruiting cycles. Mm-hmm. That's why they're this bad. They're young. They're young. They need to retool the roster. Needs to be some purging that happens. And, and you're going to see probably talented guys move on. Ryan Creener is a talented kid. think he could be an all-MVC type player if he goes up the road to you and I or makes his way here to Des Moines and play Drake. He's that good. But in the Big Ten and the way that that team is built – there just aren't minutes. What happened to Christian Williams? It's a good question. What's what's there's there's more to this, isn't there? There seems to be. There I, has to be. I, I saw a couple of people on the Iowa beat in hushed tones on Twitter last night, kind of talking about that. Not saying anything outwardly, but there's something more there. Just the timing of it all, right? It just yeah. it doesn't make sense. You don't leave. School had started. Mm-hmm. School was well underway. He still went to first semester classes all mm-hmm. throughout the semester. He was still at the University of Iowa mm-hmm. until December. Just left the basketball team and committed to play somewhere else. Yeah. I don't understand. There's more to this, Trent. Has to be, right? And how? And, and look, at, I, I thought he was better his first year. At least we saw signs his mm-hmm. first year that... Uh, there's going to be some growth there. There's potential there. Regression, though, he in had basketball. That. No, he... Think of the guys. Christian Williams showed glimpses, regressed. Amont Wagner showed mm-hmm. glimpses, Yule. has regressed. Dom Ewell doesn't even play anymore. Mm-hmm. How does that happen? Is it, well, you have to go back to the head man, right? You absolutely And do, the Trey. style of Freya McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. We do not see this sustained extension of everybody, everybody making big improvements throughout their career, that's concerning. That's concerning. And you look at even the sophomore class. Bohannon, yes, I know his numbers are a little bit better, but the guy, I'm talking about the guy we saw in February and March a year ago, going out and getting 24-10 and 10 and hitting a three-pointer to beat Wisconsin. That guy, he can still shoot it, but he's not running the point the way he was. No, and they're lazy. Speaking of running, Trent, this is a lazy basketball team getting yes. back. How many? I mean, we're talking about Rutgers. Get back. Absolutely. Rutgers just had their way with Iowa yesterday. Think about that. Sad. Pacal's doing 
Peichel is doing. <laughs> look, he's, the team's better than Iowa right now. Uh, who'd have thought that? This is just such a it's, – it's dismal is what it is. Yeah, you're exactly right. And hope for There's the no hope, Trent, this year. None. No, no. For either school. Last night, for both sides, I had hope. I, with Jimmy B, I was building a case to get Iowa State to seven wins. And you know what? It's 7-11 and 11 in the Big 12. Maybe, just maybe. In Iowa, they keep building up, and they're not going to be a tournament team, but you're building for next year. Last night, it was Dash. That was a crappy four hours of hoops. Terrible. I hope we never have to do that again. Well, and we probably will on Saturday oh, because great. they play back-to-back. Oh, great. Yeah, looking forward <laughs> to that. I don't, I don't see any difference. I no. really don't. Uh, Scott Darkman, let's, let's talk about Christian Williams. What's, mm-hmm. what's going on there? There had to be more. We'll do that. I want to get into the, um, um, the Michigan State situation with him as well. This isn't getting the this isn't getting the coverage it deserves. I think it's starting finally nationally yeah. that people are starting to focus on this, um, and that's what it's going to take, and it's what has to happen. We'll take a timeout. Scott Dockerman landed at ten. Vinny Iyer, Sporting News, still to come in the first hour of the program. Trent and I are here uh, until two o'clock. We hope you can stick around as well. It's the Ken Miller Show, seventeen hundred KBGG. Afternoons, we talk sports on seventeen hundred with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker seventeen hundred KBGG. Hey guys, Trent Condon here again from seventeen hundred KBGG. We made it, a new year upon us, a happy two thousand and eighteen. No, a lot of people have New Year's resolutions, things you want to improve upon, but a lot of times you need help. If better health is one of your goals in two thousand and eighteen, I have a place for you that has helped me. It's New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness has built a strong history helping one patient at a time. They'll make a program specifically designed for you from weight loss, hormonal treatment, maybe it's migraines, so many things that New Leaf Wellness can help you with in 2018. What I want you to do, give them a call today, 515-650-1358. That's 650-1358. Give them a call. Let's feel better together. New Leaf Wellness, 650-1358. Greater Des Moines Habitat for Humanity's new Restore is now open in Urbandale. Donations of home improvement items to Restore are sold to the public to support Habitat's mission of building homes, communities, and hope. So donate, shop, and volunteer at your nearest Restore on East Euclid or in Urbandale. You wouldn't put a square peg in a round hole, so why would you deploy a traditional firewall in a modern decentralized network? Firewalls have new requirements for businesses leveraging SaaS-based applications and public cloud platforms like AWS, Azure, and Google Cloud. We're in the cloud generation now, so your firewalls have to be engineered to fit right in. Reclaim your cloud network. Try a Barracuda cloud generation network or application firewall free at barracuda.com firewalls. If you're a small business, first impressions can make all the difference. With Grasshopper, you get all the features of a professional business phone system on your mobile phone. Choose a business phone number, make calls, and send texts. Stay connected and work from anywhere with features like Wi-Fi calling and our desktop app. Set up your account in minutes with no long-term contracts and 24-7 customer support. Make your small business big. Now get $20 off your first month when you visit grasshopper.com slash radio. That's grasshopper.com slash radio. Dr. Pepper Snapple Group is now filling Des Moines area positions. Dr. Pepper Snapple Group is hiring full-time merchandisers to provide high-quality merchandising support for Dr. Pepper Snapple Group brands to retail stores within an assigned territory. Apply online at dpsg.com slash careers. That's dpsg.com slash careers. Or click the link on their website. Join the Dr. Pepper team and receive a $500 sign-on bonus. Wouldn't you like to be a Pepper too? Dr. Pepper Snapple Group, an equal opportunity employer. 
you can help plant the seeds of hope in the heartland. Imagine how an at-risk child's life can change when one small act of kindness leads to an entirely different path. Wildwood Hills Ranch is transforming the lives of at-risk children, one heart and one child at a time, through year-round character, leadership, and teamwork training. Frederick Douglass was right. It is better to build strong children than repair broken men. Help forge a path by sponsoring an at-risk child today. Learn more by visiting wildwoodhillsranch.org. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards from brands such as Tops, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus. And online at TheRookieSportsCards.com. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? Well, find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. Not the end of 90 days. If you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. Here we go. Back to Iowa's only local sports show over your lunch hour. Here's Ken and Trent. Welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Connor and myself with you until 2. Uh, Scott Dockerman, along with Bobby Legess, I might add, uh, uh, cover Iowa for Landa10.com. A ton of content up there each and every day. And Scott joins us. Uh, Doc, Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on. Scott, how are you? Hey, great, guys. How's it going today? Doing fine. Uh, did we see rock bottom? Did we hit rock bottom last night in Piscataway, or is there still another level of suck before we can uh, finally say that uh, it can't get any worse than this? Oh, it could get worse, and I kind of think it's going to. I, I hate to say that, but uh, from just the way the team played defensively, uh, the lack of effort I saw shows that it's, inevitable that the more the losing happens the worse that's going to get and there doesn't seem to be a lot of chemistry on the team so when especially in different junctures when you need it offensively they look just disjointed Uh, you know when Todd Licklider was there I always called his offense 30 seconds of fear and five seconds of panic because (laughs) he just wanted to take really long possessions and uh, this time around it's like Okay, what are we going to do? All right, I'll just I'll just shoot it. You know, there's really it's like a no offense offense, and and we combine that for the lack of effort on defense. Yeah. Yes, things can get worse, and they will. Saturday, Purdue comes to mm. town, and, and that one could be an ugly one. Doc, uh, we're talking a little bit about roster construction. Basically, the senior class is a complete recruiting miss. Trey Dickerson's at Georgetown right now. Dom Ewell doesn't play. Brady Ellingson gives them minutes only Shouldn't because play. he has to. The junior class is Nicholas Bear, Isaiah Moss, who's a redshirt sophomore, but in that class. And then a bunch of guys that aren't even around anymore. How do you miss as badly as Fran did over two straight recruiting classes? 
Well, I think some of that is projection. Let's let's look at that one with with Trey Dickerson. You know, they needed uh, they needed a, a point guard for this year, frankly, for last year, and you know he had you know quickness and skills, and his problem was you know it, it, in basketball, especially if you're not playing a lot right away, you, you know that you it's instant gratification, and uh, you know he was behind Gazelle and Clemens, who were playing better than he was. That had a lot of equity built in that program, so even when they did struggle, they rode out the storm with them. So he wanted to play right away, and and, and let's let's face it, he quit in the middle of the year. Uh, but then you look at, at Dominic Ewell; he just didn't develop the way they wanted him to. You know, he started off. Uh, you know, in fact, early in his sophomore year, he was amazing. You know, shot about fifty-four percent from three his first half of that of his sophomore year in Big Ten play. And just never really materialized. Fran did give him an opportunity to get there. And then, you know, Brady Ellington started off rough, but, uh, you know, with a broken foot that required a, a medical red shirt, but just never um, fully developed. He's a good player, but, you know, he's, he's not a game changer. So I, I think you look at that and, and then the, the transfers for the next year, and you're still waiting on Isaiah Moss to be more consistent. I, I think, yeah, there are some misses there. And, uh, and, you know, that goes back to the coaching staff as much as the roster mismanagement because the players that have actually succeeded are a lot of the forwards, whereas their backcourt is, is outside of Jordan Bohannon is uh, just about crickets right now. No, it really is. Uh, one of those guys that could have been there, Christian Williams, Doc, there has to be something more to this. I mean, the kid goes on the European trip. He played all of the summer in the, in the primetime league. This is late October on the on the cusp of exhibition season starting. I mean, this was days before we flipped the calendar to November, and Christian Williams decides that he no longer wants to be a Hawkeye that late in the game. Um, there has to be something that we don't know. Is is that crazy to think that? No, you're right. There is some some things there. Um, you know, not to speculate too much. I do know a little bit more, and I think part of it is. Um, you know, was Connor McCaffrey truly going to redshirt or not? Because if Connor McCaffrey was in practice taking second team reps, which is what I've heard, and even though he was supposed to redshirt, then Christian Williams looked at this as kind of a slight. And why wouldn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, because if he's the one that's going to be playing and Connor's not, then he should be the one taking second team uh, reps, not Connor. Absolutely. However, if, if you know if, if Connor was going to play, he's looking at himself as third team. So he wants to get out, you know, before he wastes a season, which he would have done if, at least, going into it, right. conceivably thinking, "I'm not going to play much. I want to get out so I can at least get two years in." Uh, so that's why he transferred. Now, so what is you know, publicly that was not the case, but privately, who knows? So I think that was uh, that was a killer move for this team. Um, and whether it's Christian Williams, I don't, I wouldn't consider him selfish. But I would say that there probably was a lack of communication, and that always goes back to the head coach. Was he considered a leader? Uh, you look for leadership qualities, and I guess it's just kind of difficult looking around. Who's the guy that's going to grab somebody? Is Was that a component maybe he could have added to this squad too? I didn't see Christian Williams as any kind of a leader. He was very quiet mm-hmm. and not really assertive. So. That I, I think this team is kind of leaderless. Um, yeah. You know, the people who are the most vocal are the younger ones or the sophomores. Um, Jordan Bohannon kind of leads on the court. Uh, but, you know, that said, when you're not having success, it's hard to find that. Um, I've seen th- this program before without leaders, uh, but not to this level. And this was even, you know, going back, I mean, everybody wants to kind of compare rock bottom. Is this worse than the Lick Lighter era? 
Well, when Todd was there, you did have Matt Gaten, who was mm-hmm. better than any player on the team now, and he was mm-hmm. better than any player on the team then. Um, Eric May, you know, had a really strong work ethic. And I'm not suggesting they don't hear. I think Jordan Bohannon's terrific. I think Tyler Cook is a very good player. And I think there's other players that, if they were in that role, could, could become better at it. Uh, but right now, none of it's showing up because they're struggling on both sides of the court. They can't get into their offense. It's just a, you know, it's just a murky pond right now. And then defensively, um, it's all fighters. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, you know, I, I'd be surprised if they win three games this year. Based on should, in in year eight, play. should should McCaffrey's seat be a little hotter at this point? I mean, we're talking about year eight. There'll be two. Uh, two wins in, uh, in in the NCAA tournament, so he averages one win every four years. Shouldn't expectations be higher? Well, yes and no. I mean, I, I'm not quite a guy who looks at the whole composite because he entered as a crater, and I've gotten this argument almost every day on Twitter regarding Tom Davis and him, and I look at Tom Davis and I say, well, you know, he inherited the greatest collection of basketball players in Iowa history, and Fran inherited the worst situation in Iowa mm-hmm. history. So he had he had two years. I give him a, a bulligan on the first two years, even though one of them was an NIT season, uh, but then to get better after that. And I think he's earned the right to have a bad year, but I think he's also um, not immune at all from criticism, and that should be coming his way. I mean, I think part of it is, you know, when you get into the break period, um, that people don't quite talk about it as much. You know, they're kind of wondering – you know, almost hedging, like, okay, is it a slump or is it a, just a couple losses in a row to some good teams? You know, you start to look around like that. Well, it's become apparent now. And now that you start getting into the meat of the schedule, uh, you know, home games in Big Ten play that where the students are in town, that, that the scrutiny is going to become more intense. And it will be and it should be. And, uh, you know, at this point I look at it as, okay, let's say he finishes 3-15 and 15 in the Big Ten, which means they have to somehow find two more wins. Um, if that's the case, then can you fix the problem, and what's it going to take? If you can't, then, then get somebody else who can. If he can do it, I think he's earned the right to at least have one more shot at it because, you know, five straight tournaments, uh, two bubbles that were burst and three mm-hmm. NCAA tournaments, I think he's been good enough and developed enough. And, you know, he's had, you know, up till this year, five straight seasons, he, he uh, Iowa, Michigan State, and Wisconsin – the only three programs in the Big Ten that have five straight seasons where they're at least nine and nine. So I think this year he's earned the right to have a bad year, but he also has to d- demonstrate that he understands how to fix it. And if that means he can do it, great. Uh, but I think probably changes need to come somewhere. Roster construction, what needs to be done? You know, you look around. Jordan Bohannon, I, I felt, was the next Brody Boyd, a guy short, undersized, two guard. He showed point guard skills, but he needs help. We hear Macy Daly. Well, he's got some point guard skills, and we've seen that a little bit. Now C.J. Frederick's coming in next year. He's got some point guard skills. He's a two-guard. Weiss can't play. Oh, he can play. Can't they just find a real point guard? I, I mean, I know Fran McCaffrey and the group, they've tried, but don't they need this for this roster going a real, not a guy that can play there, a real point guard? Well, I think that's got to be a strong part of the conversation in the offseason mm-hmm. with him and Gary Barta, which is, Okay, you've got Connor McCaffrey, who is a four-star, who has been sick. So it's really almost unfair because he's, he's good enough to, to play and play a lot. Uh, does he fit into that equation? 
because a lot of uh, guards, I'm sure, you know, in this recruiting process, which goes on for years and years in basketball, have looked at this and said, I'm not going to play there, not with Fran McCaffrey's kid there. And, uh, you know, now is he not recruiting true points because his son's there and he wants his son to play? That's all got to be part of that conversation. Um, you know, I mean, I don't think right now that they can afford to have a two-guard or a shooting guard playing point. Jordan Rohannon has had a really good year. Statistically, it's a great year. His turnover, Offensively, uh, his, his yeah. turnover ratio is good. He doesn't have a two-guard alongside him. Last year, at least with Peter Jock, you could space mm-hmm. the floor out, and he drew a lot of defenses, so they had more movement in the motion. This year, they're going right after Jordan, and because the number two guard, you know, whether it's Isaiah Moss or Macy Daly or Brady Ellingson, hasn't stepped up and performed consistently. When that happens, um, then things go differently on offense. When it doesn't, it means there's four shots. There's hurry, you know, well, somebody's got to do something, and then you see somebody going crazy towards the basket or Jordan Mohan launching a three, which he makes more than he misses, it seems. Uh, but until they get a two-guard, and I think Wieskamp is that guy, mm-hmm. um, that offense is going to continue to sputter. As far as the defense goes, um, they need, I, I think they need an overhaul in their system, and that may include you know, whoever you know, bringing in an assistant coach who can teach defense. Doc, last thing for you, away from basketball, away from Iowa, but sticking in the Big Ten, the, the Michigan State uh, side of the United States gymnastic uh, debacle, um, Michigan State is, is clearly um, now in focus, and, and understandably and, and rightly so, and maybe long overdue. Uh, we go back to the Sandusky thing at Penn State where, I mean, it just it just exploded. Uh, and why is the Michigan State, at least seemingly to me anyways, and, and finally we're starting to focus on this more, but why did it take as long as it did? And the president of Michigan State, uh, Simon's her last name, Doc... I mean, the Bucks got to stop at her office. I know the student paper is calling for her to resign today, but they knew, Doc. They knew, like Penn State knew. I'm starting to fully believe that Michigan State is complicit with what went on with this predator uh, under their employ. Absolutely. And it really sickens me and it really irritates me because Luana Simon was the vice chair for the Big Ten's Council of Presidents and Chancellors back when this whole Sandusky mess happened. You know, I mean, her and Sally Mason, Mason was the president. She was the vice chair or whatever. And uh, to know what the fallout was from that scandal and to be right there at the front lines, charging Penn State, doing all, you know, which Penn State deserved in a lot of cases, uh, that, that it needs to happen to her. And I've seen some of her responses. She didn't show up at the trial. It wasn't until she got called out by Dan Wetzel yep. that she did. And then it was just this callous-type response to a former gymnast who questioned her, and, you know, I am so sick of, of hearing from college administrators sit there and say, well, we will review our policies right. and procedures to make sure the next – no, you need to get fired. Right. We'll have and, a and meeting. I think she needs to get fired. Yeah. I mean, we're going to add more layers to our bureaucracy and more pages to our procedures manual. No, give me a break. You know, get fired. Mm-hmm. That, that's what really needs to happen. And it, there, uh, they need – yeah, they need changes no matter what. It hasn't been as prominent because, let's face it, football carries all. Sure. And Sandusky's name and Joe Paterno and Penn State is different. But, but still, I mean, you know, U.S. Gymnastics is in the forefront. Michigan State's a Big Ten institution. There needs to be major changes, major repercussions on this. I, I would say with it today, I agree wholeheartedly with the Michigan State Daily's newspaper editorial. Good stuff, Scott Dockerman. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Doc.
All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Good to talk to you. Land at 10 is where you can read Scott Dockerman as well as Bobby Legess. A lot of people there, but they cover Iowa soup to nuts. Scott Dockerman, Bobby Legess, landof10.com. Vinny Iyer covers the NFL for the Sporting News. He's next. Trent and I are here until 2. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. News, talk, sports. Yeah, we got all that online at 1700kbgg.com. Washer Systems of Iowa, blasting grime and saving you time. At Washer Systems of Iowa, we have an experienced factory trained service department and will work on any American made pressure washer. Washer Systems of Iowa featuring Mighty M Industrial Pressure Washers. Mighty M built in Iowa, number one in Iowa. And the presenting sponsor for you and I, head coach Ben Jacobson, each Monday on 1700. Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines. Or online, washersystems.com. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. We've reached it, the point where the only way to make Tuesdays any better is by having more boneless wings. That's why here at Buffalo Wild Wings, we've invented Boneless Tuesdays. It's a celebration where if you order boneless wings at full price, you'll get another of the same size for free. This works for dine-in or takeout. Every little bit counts. And on Tuesdays, every boneless wing counts as two. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings. Beer. Sports. Prices and participation vary. Valid only on Tuesdays while supplies last. Taxi gratuity extra. Additional restrictions apply. See participating location for details. Get organized inside and out at the Store More Save More event going on right now at the Home Depot. It's easy to declutter with Sterilite 64-quart latching totes. They're a special buy at just $6.48 each. They have a new space-saving shape, and they're clear so you can see exactly what you've stored. Storage needs come in all shapes and sizes. So do storage solutions at the Store More Save More event, only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Valid through February 4th, available in store and online while supplies last. 1700 KBGG is your home for high school sports. Trek out it here. Join me Tuesdays with tip-off Tuesdays and Fridays on Fast Break Fridays here on 1700 KBGG. Play-by-play action with girls, boys, doubleheaders, and high school wrestling taking the airwaves during these cold winter months. It all culminates with the state wrestling tournament from Wells Fargo Arena along with the girls and boys state basketball tournaments. Your home for high school sports in Central Iowa. 1700 KBGG. Start spreading the news. Variety's Black Tie Gala, New York, New York, is set for January 19th. Black Tie is a gala evening emceed by Des Moines native David Anthony Higgins, known for his role in hit television show Mike and Molly. The evening features cocktails, dinner, and dancing. Variety, the children's charity, works to improve the lives of underprivileged, at-risk, and special needs children by gifting bikes, building inclusive playgrounds, providing support to critically ill children, and more. Join us January 19th at Black Tie to ensure all children are able to reach their full potential. Get your tickets for Variety's Black Tie at varietyiowa.com backslash black tie. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? 
Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Cap is back. Flag Guy here. We're proud to sponsor the foremost expert on all things Chicago, Dave Kaplan, weekly here on the Ken Miller Show. While Cap has the behind the scenes on your favorite Chicago sports team, we have the flags, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Sox, Cubs. We've got them all. Northwestern, too. I guess they kind of count. Check out our Chicago flags and a whole lot more online at heartlandflags.com. And peep the retail store, too. 3719 Southwest 9th, Des Moines. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Connor and myself with you until 2. Coming up in the 1 o'clock hour, uh, Blair Kirkhoff will be here, Kansas City star. We'll do some Big 12 with uh, Blair and look forward to that. Right now, looking forward to Vinny Iyer, who joins us most weeks during the season. We're certainly grateful to that, uh, this week being no different. Uh, Vinny Iyer writes at the sportingnews.com, sportingnews.com for Vinny. Vinny, Trent and Ken in Des Moines, thank you for coming on. How are you? Good. Uh, thanks for having me. No, I appreciate you coming on, Vinny, as always. So let's, uh, I guess let's start in the AFC first of all. Jacksonville, to me, I think they have a puncher's chance based on that defense. But I want to ask you about Brady and the, all of a sudden he's, you know, he's showing up on the uh, injury report, although they say he'll be fine. What's going on with that hand? What have you been able to uh, learn about the, the extent of Brady's injury? Yeah, that's that's the funny thing. With Tom Brady, we never know the extent of the injuries. We popped up with the athletic Achilles in the middle of the season. People were wondering about that, and they saw his limited or mobility limited in a few games there. That uh, question because he struggled, and they didn't really uh, do a lot through the air in a certain number of games, and kind of protected him. They were able to get away with running the ball and win. So, yeah, it does raise questions because you never know the severity. We Thumb for years pop up as probable in the injury report with the knee or ankle or something that was that wasn't anything. So sometimes when they downplay it, you're not sure with the Patriots. And uh, if it happens at all, you have a little bit of concern, especially because he's got to be his absolute best against the Jaguars' pass defense. Vinny, uh, as you go through and look at the matchup Sunday in the early game, the Jaguars get by. Uh, I don't think anybody figured it was going to be 45-42 they were going to get mm. by the Steelers if they were. But here we are. 
Could they pull off a similar upset? You know, we're talking about does it have to be 2017, 17, 13 to pull the upset? Could they win another shootout against the Pats? I don't think this game is going to be a shootout. I just don't see that. But I think they can win a low-scoring game against the Pats for mm-hmm. sure. Because when you look at the matchups here, if historically you look at the Patriots and the defenses they've struggled with, they're teams that have a lot of speed, can cover a lot of positions without putting guys out of position. That means blitzing or committing an extra defender to the run. And uh, you look at Jacksonville, they're just going to line up and play. They're not going to do any crazy things here. I know people have been talking about Jalen Ramsey versus Rob Gronkowski. I don't see them necessarily doing that. I think they trust all their guys in coverage and tackling to make plays for them. And that's why they're so hard to stop is, there's nothing fancy about what they do. Everyone knows exactly what they're going to do, mm-hmm. play in the cover-free zone and uh, dominate you up front. Yeah, I'm fascinated by the fact that the, the Jaguars linebackers, particularly the, the the two outside linebackers, they can run around. I mean, we saw Miles Jack make a heck of a play. Uh, likewise with Smith, who, who takes one back to the house. They could do without the point at the end, which which cost his team or might have, might have cost his team. But I think that's the answer to Gronkowski. They've got shut down corners. And that front four, Vinny, uh, the Vikings are really good. If they're number one, then 1A is Jacksonville. I think this defense is and I I'm with you. I don't think they can win a shootout, but I think that they can win a close football game. Vinny, I really and truly do think that the Patriots are vulnerable here, and most of the country thinks we're crazy to think that. Yeah, because I think they're just not paying attention to the fact that the Patriots are not just a lighted-up and explosive offense. They have been a very run-oriented offense. They go as Deion Lewis goes right now, more so than Tom Brady. It opens up things for everything else, and Lewis, if you just Look at him. I don't know where they would be without his outstanding season because Rex Burke has been hurt. Mike mm-hmm. Gillespie has not been what they thought. But Lewis, I think, they kept on to him as the fourth running back, and he's paid off. So if he gets stuffed a little bit here, then it's going to be really interesting because then they're going to be forced to throw, and that's exactly what you don't want to do against the Jaguars. Uh, some coaching changes still out there, waiting to get official confirmation on a lot. Uh, Tennessee obviously open at this point. What's the latest you're hearing uh, with the vacancies across the NFL right now? Well, I think some weather affected the Tennessee <laughs> did, yeah. there with uh, uh, Matt LaFleur and uh, Mike Vrabel being the top two candidates. I think they're just the candidates left here along with Steve Wilkes that deserve jobs here. There's obviously only two openings now with the Cardinals and Titans. So I think two of those three guys are going to be happy with it. I think if there's going to be an odd man out, I would say it's LaFleur just because he's been a little bit younger. And uh, Rabel and uh, Wilkes have a little bit more equity mm-hmm. right now in terms of their age and uh, what they do on the defensive side of the ball. So I think that's how you kind of look at it right now. I don't think there's any real dark horses. I think teams just don't want to wait now anymore with the uh, Vikings, Pat Shermer going somewhere, and it looked like McDaniels and Patricia going somewhere. I don't think they want to wait for anybody in the Eagles at this point either. Mm. Let's get to the NFC, Vinny. I, I thought all along if the Vikings can get past the Saints that they're going to play in their home stadium for a Super Bowl. <laughs> I still feel that way. Uh, Eagles have had a terrific season, um, but I, I, I just think when like Nick Foles isn't Drew Brees but by any means. I think the Vikings are destined to represent the NFC, Vinny. Yeah, I mean, destiny is one thing, but also the matchup is another, and I think the matchup is very favorable for them this week. You look at all the things they do well defensively. The Eagles are really limited. This is where, again, not having left tackle Jason Peters, mm-hmm. and, uh, 
had not having Carson Wentz, this is the type of game where it hurts you. It doesn't hurt you against the Giants. You're fine against the Giants, or you're going to squeak by if you're not right against the Raiders. But Vikings are a different animal because their defense is going to come after you, and their offense is going to score on you. I think when you look at it, the Eagles still have some weaknesses in the secondary in their linebacker coverage. So I think you can just go in knowing that Case Keenum is going to hit on some big plays while Nick Foles, they've tried to dink and dunk with him, protect him, only take a few shots, but he's got to be unleashed in this game, and that's not a good thing when you have Everson Griffin coming off the right side either. Ajayi got uh, some yards after contact, much more difficult against Minnesota to do that. Who's the big play threat here? Is it Elshon Jeffrey? Is there somebody else you look at that can make some plays for this Eagles offense? Aguilar? Yeah, I think it has to be Nelson Aguilar because you look at the matchup, he's going to get a guy that's 15 years older than him and uh, <laughs> Terrence Newman there. I mean, if you look at their sizes, they're exactly the same. Yeah, Just one guy's a little faster and younger there that can make some plays. So I think they have to look Aguilar's direction a lot, especially with uh, Xavier Rhodes probably going to be on Jeffrey. And the Vikings just really cover the tight end better than any team in the NFL. Uh, indeed. So, Vinny, which, which is going to be the most entertaining game, in your opinion? The AFC, the early game, or the late game? Well, I don't see a lot of points in either, but I okay. think the entertaining in terms of if you want a few big plays offensively, you have to go with the Vikings and Eagles. I think they're just more evenly matched on both sides. I think the Jaguars could be more grinded out type of game for both sides, so I think Eagles and Vikings, I think you're going to have to throw it up there because these run defenses are too good. The other game, I think the pass defenses are too good. So that that tells me this one's going to have a little bit more back and forth, shootout-like feel. Vinny, uh, we're talking with Vinny I right now from the Sporting News. I saw an article that you had up at the Sporting News. Talk about Kirk Cousins. Yeah, that's and, where I was going to go. Uh, going through Jets, yeah, re-signed with the Redskins, Broncos, Browns. We, we talked about those. Number two on your list, though, the Minnesota Vikings. Mm. Now that would be a wow. Take us inside of that and, and how real a possibility it could be. I think it has to be a legitimate possibility. You have a team that has no quarterbacks under contract for 2018, mm-hmm. and you're going to lose Pat Shermer. So we know that Case Keenum could very well fall into the Giants. Mm-hmm. If not, I don't know from what I've been mostly hearing is that Mike Zimmer's not completely sold on paying Case Keenum a big long-term contract, because then you're stuck with him for a while. It kind of hampers him in the other positions. While I think Kirk Cousins, they have to see as an upgrade. I think the key there is getting a coordinator that Cousins can work with in the West Coast system that he's used to and go forward from there with Sherman. I think Sherman's departure and the Keenum being a free agent allows that opportunity to, to kind of reboot at quarterback. You know, Danny, I'm a, I'm a Broncos fan, so I read the the Broncos, um, all, all the writers out there, whether it be Kalis uh, or any of them, the at the post, etc. I, you know, I, I get the sense that they think it's fait accompli that Kirk Cousins is going to be a Denver Bronco. I mean, wh- why are the Redskins going to get rid of him in the first place? And um, I'm, I'm just surprised that they think it's, you know, uh, almost signed, sealed, and delivered that he's going to be under center for the Broncos next year. Yeah, I, I wouldn't assume any team right now. That's why you had different options and different percentages there. No one was a 99% right. chance of where he's going. It's it's very fluid here. I think the Broncos, they have to decide, do they want to invest most of their salary cap money on Kirk Cousins mm-hmm. and go forward, or do they want to try in the draft again? We know the best way for a lot of teams is to uh, 
be very good at other positions, get a bargain at QB for as long as possible, and then pay up. So sometimes you don't want to force to pay up, and that just doesn't make business sense. But in a case like uh, the Vikings, if you're already a team that's winning, you're trying to win again, or you're trying to go one more step, then it makes a lot of sense. Otherwise, you have to go 180 and go to a team at the bottom of the barrel, and that's why I have the Browns probably hmm. in the leader to get Kirk Cousins. Hmm. Going to be a fascinating offseason, Vinny. It really is a, a, a 12-month uh, season uh, in the NFL. There's never a shortage of topics. Thank you, Vinny Iyer. We appreciate your contribution, as we always do. All right, thank you. Good to talk to you. Vinny Iyer, Sporting News, sportingnews.com. Uh, he's got previews up about the AFC. and You know he's picking the AFC? He's a wise football mind, Vinny Iyer. Just let me put that out there first, Trent. Okay, okay. Vinny is probably the smartest of anybody we have on the program. He I has would a Jeopard- totally agree. A Jeopardy winner, so yes. I will put that out there. Northwestern he, grad. A Northwestern grad. He's he's has plenty to him. He won Jeopardy. We're talking about the yes. game show. Yes. Alex Trebet Jeopardy. Uh, so he did what you should as a smart guy. He picked New England. No, he didn't. What? He listened to the smart guy in this room. Oh, jeez. <laughs> How are my picks, by the way? Uh, uh, no, I don't want You battled back. Yeah, I don't want to know. Um, I just want a good game. That's all I want. I want Jacksonville to be in. I want him to win. But failing that, give us a game. Give I don't want game. them to win. You don't want I don't to... want Jacksonville in the Super Bowl. And, you know, I liked your I liked your theory the other day too. So I, I honestly I can't lose in the early game. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville wins early, hallelujah. If New England wins and gets to the Superdome and it's the Vikings that end their reign, hallelujah. There's only one matchup I want to see. Vikings, New England. It's Vikings-Pats. Eagles, Nick Foles. Nick Foles doesn't do anything for me. Jacksonville, it's Jacksonville. No, Mm -hmm. I want to see one matchup, and it's me, so yeah, I won't get it. Yeah, well, I hope you do. Yeah. I would love to. Well, I'd like to see Jacksonville. Maybe. I don't care. I just don't want the Patriots to be standing on the stage being handed the Lombardi Trophy again. You won't be. The Vikings will get it. Good. You'd take that? I would in a okay. heartbeat. All I'm right. rooting for the Vikings. I want them to win it all. We'll take a timeout. The 1 o'clock hour. Blair Kirkhoff is here. So will Bama Bob B. We're busy. We'll come uh, back here in about two, five minutes or so. We hope you will as well. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. Sunday night, Monday night, and Thursday night football from Westwood One. Only on 1700 KBGG. When you hear Washer Systems of Iowa, you think about pressure washers. The Washer Systems of Iowa does so much more. Industrial floor care equipment, waste oil heaters, water heaters, accessories and parts, washers, used equipment, along with repair, preventative maintenance, and operator training. Selling and servicing commercial cleanup equipment for 29 years. Washer Systems of Iowa. And the presenting sponsor for you and I, head coach Ben Jacobson, each Monday on 1700. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast. 14th Street in Des Moines or online washersystems.com At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. 
two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100th Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio. It costs $15 per day to provide the necessary shelter, food, and veterinary care for every animal at the Animal Rescue League of Iowa. And right now, we have over a 1,000 animals in our care. For as little as $5 a month, you can join our Loyal Friends Club to ensure that the ARL will continue to be there for animals in need. The need is now. The need is local. Visit arl-iowa.org backslash donate to start giving today. Thank you. I'm Nick Soboleski, a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a $300,000 group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and can't take it with him. Well, I shopped the many highly rated term life insurance companies we represent and found Ray, who is 41 and takes medication to control his cholesterol, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $27 a month. That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-705-7442. That's 800-705-7442. 800-705-7442. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. Call New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you. I light the night for my dad. I light the night for my daughter. I light the night to end blood cancer. The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Light the Night brings together survivors and supporters to bring light to the darkness of cancer and to help fund life-saving research. About every three minutes in America, someone is diagnosed with a blood cancer. Advances made in 